Welcome to HubShot's episode 119. In this episode, we chat about HubSpot decision to add forms to HubSpot free and starter, plus look at the Shopify integration, and then we chat about how growing companies can effectively run their business on HubSpot starter. We hope you enjoy this podcast as much as HubSpot CEO Brian Halligan does. Thanks for creating this podcast. It's awesome. I listen to it on the weekends and I really enjoy it. My name is Ian Jacob from Search and Be Found, and with me is my co-host Craig Bailey from Zen Systems. How are you, Craig? I'm really well. You've had a big week? Yes, a big week of moving and presenting. And That's right. We're all coffeeed up and ready for the show. It's so much to get through this week. That's right. We had an epiphany while we were having coffee, didn't we? Did we? What was the epiphany? About everything that's in marketing free and oh, yes. sales free. That's kind of the focus of the show this week. We'll get to that in a second, but three quick thoughts. Yes. So the first one is Podcastly. And this is by our producer, Chris Mottram. And he's launched his business. He's kind of changed it a few times over the years that we've known him, but he does a great job at editing our podcast on a weekly basis. And so we'd like to share his site with you. Yeah, Podcastly. He's been with us right from the start, episode one. Is he that has. correct? Absolutely. Wow, I don't know how he does it because seriously, when I listen back to our recordings, raw, yes. and then I listen to the work Chris does, I'm like, well, gee, he makes us sound good. That's right. <laughs> the poor guy sitting there cutting out all our waffle and stuff. So thanks, Chris. He's done a great job. You know, he actually produces some of the top podcasts. He does. And I was looking at the stats show. The downloads of some of the podcasts he's done, 20 million downloads across podcasts. So he is, he's doing tons of stuff to you. That was great stuff. Yeah. Yeah, And I think one of the things that makes Chris special is that he loves listening to podcasts as well. So he actually has a genuine interest in what he's doing. So Chris, well done. Yeah, well done. So if you're looking for help with your podcast, this is not a paid plug, by the way. This is <laughs> this is from the heart. Um, so yeah, go to Podcastly and have a chat to him. It's very reasonable. And you know, we often jump on iMessage with him or Correct, just we do. message stuff. Or, yeah, it's very responsive. So that's good as well. And you've got another thank you, Craig? I was going to say, uh, yeah, that was our first thought. and But we wanted to say uh, thanks to Hopper7, who are an agency in Germany, and I think the name comes from their location, Hopperstrasse Seven. Yes. Yeah, we were looking up on Google Maps. But Isabel Weiss from Hopper Seven sent us this note earlier in the week to say that they'd done this top ten best inbound marketing podcast of 2018, and we were number five. Another thing that made my <laughs> week. That was so. It nice always makes our weeks when people get back oh, to us. Yeah. So they they listen to it. So most of the ones on their list were actually in German. Correct. And we were one of the few English speaking podcasts that made it. So that was very nice of them to say that. And thanks, Isabel, for that email. Yeah, we're very excited. And thanks for listening. All right, Craig, and on to our final little bit about the native Shopify integration that's in beta. Yes, so that's just started rolling out and I know that a lot of partners are excited about this and we've been playing with it, so we integrated it. But we're not going to talk about it this episode because... We just haven't had enough time to investigate fully. But, you know, we were looking at some of the stuff that's there and just looking at how they've got all these deal properties, all the Shopify orders go into deals, some of the automation bits. Like we were just, well, you know, like. Yes. And I think we're talking. Kids in a lolly shop. It was great. We're talking from a perspective of we've used other integrations with Shopify on other sites. And so this is 
HubSpot's implementation of it natively. So it's been really interesting. And I think there's some really good things in there and we'll unpack it as the weeks go on so you can actually yeah. understand how that works. So we're planning to do a show on that in about two weeks time when we've had enough time to go through it in detail. Initial feedback, it's really well done. It's very polished. For it is. I was very impressed, yeah. All right, on to our HubSpot marketing starter feature of the week, Craig. And this is the forms in HubSpot. Now, forms weren't available before, and this is available in both marketing starter and marketing free. Now, the big difference there is marketing free has HubSpot branding at the bottom, and I've got a screenshot of a site that we run it on. And Starter has the branding removed. I was amazed that they were going to put forms in HubSpot free. And I was like, oh, will they be cut down? You know, like lead flows, only four fields or things like that. No, you can have fully featured forms. It's even got recapture. And I was checking it out. You can even actually have file upload form fields. So even in HubSpot free, you can create a form that can accept uploads and put that on your site and... It's really good. Like and it's got all the options, redirect to a page or a thank correct. you message. And it's, built in recapture. Yeah, built in recapture Which and is everything. Fantastic. So that's in their free product. And we'll discuss this more when it comes to opinion of the week this week. Like this combined, if you think of the email beta, I don't know, we've got it in one portal where the email beta, you can actually send correct. emails in a HubSpot. That's actually a starter portal. It's just amazing the functionality they're rolling out. And I wouldn't mind betting. I don't know this. I'm making this up. But I wouldn't mind betting they've got a kind of a version of the landing pages tool coming out to free and starter in the next couple of months. That wouldn't surprise me at all. That's right. And then they've got everything. Becomes a no-brainer, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. Excellent. All right. On to the HubSpot gotcha of the week, Craig. And, of course, the gotcha would be... I just realized of all these free features in HubSpot Sales Hub that are free which I could have been using for some of the customers that we have when they've been asking me questions about, oh, can we do X, Y, and Z? And I'm like, mm, it's a little bit hard trying to look at other tools. And then I went, hang on a second. I should have just used this from the day dot. Well, why don't we talk about some of those sales features? What are some of the HubSpot sales hub free features? Yeah, so let me highlight four of them. And these are really key. And I, whenever I talk to people, they're like, wow, is that, can I get that? So the first one is email notifications. So this is when it actually tracks emails and you can see when people open it, did they click any links and it tells you where they opened it and what device they opened it quite simplistically, but a really great feature. So if you're wanting to make sure that people are getting stuff or they're reading things, this is a good way to, to check engagement. And you can see this in a notification stream. So in the tool, it'll come in as a stream. The next one is templates. Now, this is probably a really underutilized feature. And you can actually have five in your portal that people can utilize. So the whole idea of this is a standardized process. So we use templates which might have things like if we're doing referrals to particular people or we want to refer somebody to a particular service, we'll have a standard template saying, here's the thing we use here's the link to it, please talk to so-and-so. Then everybody sends the same response to no matter who it is. Just makes life simpler. Saves me trying to come up with all the text. It's just there. Consistency. Consistency. Number three is documents. So documents is one of those things and what I've found it great for sharing eBooks. So we might have particular eBooks we share with people and we will put it in there and we'll put a link to it and we'll send it. So what happens is when people open it, it'll actually say, look, Craig opened this document. He spent three minutes on the first page. He spent 10 seconds on the next. He then read page number five for 20 seconds. 
and you can see what's going on. So you can actually tell what pages people are engaging with. And that's why I love it. And I sometimes send estimates in, in using documents because I can tell what page people are looking at. So that's one way to use that. And finally, the one that I was surprised about is you can actually use meetings. Now, this is only one meeting link. And I just thought to myself, if you can connect that with your G Suite calendar or your Google calendar or Office 365, you could actually use that to easily book people in to talk to you or for maybe a particular service you run for your business. And you can do it for free. I think that's amazing. That's a great tip to use the meetings feature. If for no other reason, get Sales Hub free and get the meeting feature and then bang, pop the form on your site, book in a meeting. Absolutely. So obviously being free, a lot of these will have, you know, powered by HubSpot at the bottom. Well, I put that screenshot before, which I thought was really interesting. It says powered by HubSpot and has a blocked padlock on it, which actually makes the form look like it's actually secure. (laughs) I know. That's right. I'll make you think, wow, that's pretty good. But anyway, that's what I'm going to highlight because I think even though it says it's meetings, you can actually use these features in different ways to serve the purpose for what you're trying to achieve. You know what? I actually think HubSpot should change that little label to say secured by HubSpot. That's right. It would actually be quite powerful. Yeah. So yeah, if you're on the product team, there's a little suggestion for you. (laughs) All right. Now I'm going to come back to the HubSpot marketing tip of the week, Craig. And this is about checking bounce rates on your site, right? Now, you can do this in analytics, but I wanted to highlight this in HubSpot because as the reporting's changed and things have been moved around, I think people might have actually not realized where things have gone. So how you get to this is actually, it's under marketing reports, analytics tools, which you'll probably see new next to, page called traffic analytics. So you click on this. One of the things I want to highlight is it's the second tab along, which says pages, right? And you can actually see how your pages are performing how many views they got, what the engagement's like, what the average time on the page is, what the bounce rate is. And this is what I want to highlight is to have a look at this. Now you can slice this and dice this from landing pages to website pages to blog pages. And why this is important is that if you're getting lots of views and a really high bounce rate, it's an opportunity for you because it means that people aren't sticking, but they're finding you, but they're not sticking. So look at that page and see whether you can make improvements to it maybe even add a lead flow that comes in on that page and see whether you can actually convert people because that's the key. Whatever you're doing, make sure that the bounce rate is as low as you can get it. I just realized we probably should explain what bounce rate is. There will be some people that aren't familiar with the term. Do you want the official response to bounce rate? We'll take the official response. (laughs) No, I was going to read you the Google official response. Yeah, generally bounce rate is when people visit a page and they stick there for under three seconds, I believe, and then they move because they actually don't find what they're looking for. Oh, right. So there's a time on bounce rate. I thought there was a time. Ah. Are you talking about the HubSpot calculation? No, I'm talking about the analytics calculation. I thought it was different. Of course, I thought bounce was calculated because... They actually need the second page to fire in order to tell how long they were on that page. Or are you saying they're timing it even if they're oh, just on the page? that's a good question. Yeah, I know you can run timers. You yes. can do it through Google Tag Manager. But I was thinking bounce rate is just if that's the only page that hits. Yes. And in fact, that's why when average page duration is calculated, it actually excludes pages that have bounces because they don't know how long they're on. But what I find interesting on the HubSpot reporting is that they do have average time on page next to the bounce rate column. But I'll have to check with the HubSpot team whether the average time on page includes pages that have bounced. I would assume that excludes it because the average time is calculated from 
between two pages. So if they only visited one page, they couldn't tell. But I may be mistaken. So what I'll do, I'll Mm. put a link in the show notes where it actually talks about some of that stuff. Why HubSpot and Google Analytics might not match, which will, which will give us insight. Yeah, every analytics package has its own way of calculating. That's so, exactly yeah. right. So we'll have a look at that. But coming back to your point, order by bounce rate and review the pages. Correct. Uh, because high bounce, i.e. they only come and visit one page, then they leave, may indicate that the page could be improved. It might not too, by the way. Sometimes Correct. if it's just a news a thing that's shared socially, they come, they leave, and that's all they want. But And even sometimes a contact page can have a high bounce rate because mm. they might just land there, click the number, and call the business. Exactly. So just be aware, and you can run other tools and analytics tools that can actually see where people are clicking and so on. So just be aware of that because it actually work for you. I'm going to also include a blog post that HubSpot has which says what is bounce rate and how you can fix it. So that'll help you sort that out. Oh, good. I'm looking forward to reading that. All right, Craig, on to our opinion of the week. Look, this is just really simply pulling together what we've discussed already, which is around the marketing free tools and the sales hub free tools. And a few thoughts on this. First of all, I think it's worth going back through all the features if you haven't done it for a while and looking at what's actually available and free or starter. I actually think starter, $50 a month US, it's pretty affordable and the functionality you get is quite amazing. And my opinion of the week is really just around the other tools that it's perhaps competing with, ActiveCampaign, MailChimp, a whole bunch of these. Correct. uh, In the smaller end. But even in the bigger end, I think... Some of these companies should be really worried. So it's kind of a two-pronged opinion. One is if you're a growing business, you're just starting to grow, it's like get on HubSpot free, but I'd probably be pushing to HubSpot starter pretty quickly because you can basically run your business on it. You've got your whole CRM there. You've got the marketing side with the lead flows. You've now got forms you can put on your page. So you, you can have a WordPress site. Pop on your free form. Yes. The HubSpot form is in marketing free and that puts the contact right into your free CRM. Like it's that's really powerful. Plus you as you said, you've got things like meetings. You just pop that link. Oh, you've got a form, book a meeting. Yep, that one goes. Like you can run your business on it. You absolutely could. It's really incredible the the amount of functionality you get. And as we were discovering before the show, when we were kind of researching this and just checking what was about, the amount of stuff in free and starter is is quite extensive. I think it's sufficient to get started and actually really streamline a lot of business processes that you could waste a lot of time Mm. spending doing. Yeah, so yeah, so definitely if you if you haven't actually tried it out, go and try it out because I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. And one thing that I was surprised about was the whole email feature that we tested in your portal. Yeah. And how easy it was They've to They've basically got their MailChimp clone <laughs> coming into the, the free version. Yes. Or, well the starter start version, version at least. I don't know if that's gonna roll that in free. I think many listeners will only have one. They'll have, oh, we've got marketing starter there. Well, now go and add sales Correct. free. And if you're on the sales side, oh, yeah, we've just got the CRM. Add the marketing free or marketing starter. Yeah, and so what I want to highlight here is why you would do this is one of the biggest things that we find is that once you start seeing data coming through, so contacts coming in, you can actually track back and see what pages people have looked at and where did they originate. I mean, if you're running paid ads, this is a fantastic way to prove Contact X or Craig example came from a paid ad versus an organic search or maybe email marketing that you're doing and see what channel is being effective because you can with analytics, you can tie things back to how many conversions you've got or how many leads are being generated from the ad, but you can't tell it was Craig 
or it was Ian, or it was Bill. This is what it enables you to do. Tie it right back to that individual. Oh, can I mention something else about forms? I forgot to say this. You know, it supports progressive form fields as well. Does it? Yeah, even in the free version. Yeah, right. Like, stop me now. I keep going on about it. <laughs> I can't believe it's in the free version. Yeah, yeah right. Progressive form fields. Mm. There you go. No, sorry, sorry. Pre-filled, like it's cookies them, so it'll pre-fill fields. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is fantastic, yeah. I think. That's yeah. just another value add. All right, Craig, on to our podcast of the week. Do you remember the Hub and Spoke podcast? Yes, I did. Yeah, well, it's back. It's back after you know, nine, nine months. Yeah, we were saying, what happened to that podcast? They kind of went quiet all of a sudden. Now they're less quiet all of a sudden. So they're back after nine months. So that was great. Welcome back. I was listening to it the other day. Yes. You know, uh, just we listened to a bit of it while we're together. That's right. So another HubSpot-focused podcast to get back into, listeners. So if you used to listen to it or you haven't heard it before, get back, back into it. Very nice. We've got a link to it in the show notes. All right. We've got a resource for the week, and I want to highlight this. It's an article in Search Engine Journal, and it's about hyperlocal SEO, how to optimize for micro moments. Now, we spoke about micro moments over the years, And it's something that Google coined where they've actually talked about micro moments a lot, where people have these moments in time where they're, you know, they're at the bus stop, they're in their car, they're having coffee and they go, oh, I need to find out about how to get from A to B. Oh, I need to buy this product. And it's about being present in those moments of time when people are searching and giving them the information that they need to make that choice along their journey. And I think this article highlights how important the local part's becoming, how people go on the journey and what we can do as marketers to actually assist those micro moments. So have a read and implement some of This is a really good article. I enjoyed it. Yeah, nice find. And there's another one, Craig, you were going to talk about, Bright Edge Report. Oh, well, that actually came from that article, which your micro moments article referred to a Bright Edge Report that's 79% of keywords overall and 47% of the top 20 search results are different on a mobile device. And that flows from the whole localization piece Correct. as well as the optimization for that format. And know, that's mobile-friendly content, yeah. And that's going to change again. Mm. All right, the quote of the week, Craig? Oh, this is a great one. Wisdom is the reward you get for a lifetime of listening when you'd have preferred to talk. That's from Doug Larson. And I thought, how appropriate for us to mention it as two podcasters <laughs> talking on this show. But he's great. He was he was an American journalist. Uh, he died, unfortunately, a year or two ago. But here's another piece of wisdom from him. Life expectancy would grow by leaps and bounds if green vegetables smelled as good as bacon, mom. Yeah, I can <laughs> definitely agree with that. He's, he's, good. he's got tons of quotes. You can go and find them out. On, oh, we've got a link to more quotes from Doug Larson. So, yeah. All right. We've got some bonus links at the end of the show. So if you're driving, please don't click on some links. And we'd love you to leave us any comments, feedbacks. Join our Facebook group. Craig and myself are in there daily. And we'd love to have a conversation and help you guys out. We also have a lead flow setup service, which you can have a look if you go to hubshots.com. And you'll find it there where we can help you do that. Yep. A link in the show notes as well. That's right. And we'd also like you to leave a review on iTunes for us. It would be much appreciated. Well, Craig, until next time. Catch you later, Ian. Hey there. Thanks for listening to this episode of Hubshots. For show notes and the latest HubSpot news and tips, please visit us at hubshots.com.